uh, we're talking about beyond these walls. That's our overall theme, beyond these walls. Sam, what does it mean to get beyond these walls? Tell us real quick. All right, that's right. Get out there in the community. And we're doing that. We're actually doing that. It's cool. Every um, Thursday, there's a couple of us that go over to the schools, and I'll be sitting in the hall with my little guy reading or letting him read. Or usually, we're just having too much fun to do any reading. But, and uh, Hope will come in, and she'll walk down the hall, and Sam will come in, and he'll walk down the hall, and I'll see Jean in there uh, going to, to work with her student. How awesome is that? That's cool. That's, that's what that is. Right there. So, good job, Sam. Thanks. Under that theme, we talked about good friends. So this, you know, uh, beyond these walls, we talked about being good friends because good friends help each other follow Jesus, right? Know Jesus. That's what good friends do, ultimately. We help each other do other things, right? Put up beams, <laughs> pick up sheetrock, you know, work on cars. You know, we help each other do other things, and that's cool. But ultimately, a good friend helps their friends know the Lord. And if you do all the other things and you don't do that, you failed. We failed them, right? We failed our friends. So that's so important, good friends. We want to be good friends to each other. You know, we meet people. We rub shoulders with people. Uh, Patrick was talking about how in Africa relationships is how it is. That's how you win people is by taking time to get to know. Well, it's no different than here. I mean, it's true everywhere. They don't want to, they don't, people in this country don't care what you know. They want to know how much you give a rip, right? That's what they care about. How much do you really care? Are you willing to spend time? You know, you're willing to do things. You're willing to help each other. That's what it takes in Africa, right? And that's what it takes right here. Same thing. So good friends, so important. The next thing we talked about is this means war, and that's where we're at. We're going to talk about that today and next uh, Sunday, and then we're going to move on to something else as we move into the, um, the birth of Jesus season, Christmas season, right? So um, Joel said, Joel said, we talked about this a couple weeks, Joel said, prepare for war, right? And then um, Moses in Deuteronomy said, when you go to war, and God promised that he will be with us. Last week, we talked about teaching our kids to stand, right? Because they were in here with us. So we talked about, you know, helping our kids stand for God. You know, teach them to pray. Teach them the word of God. Teach them the things that will help them stand and fight in a world that is attacking them, right? Paul said, put on the full armor of God. And that's kind of the passage we're looking at. If you want to go there to Ephesians chapter 6. Paul said, put on the full armor of God. And we talked about the armor and, and what the armor is, right? The, um, the belt, right? The belt of truth. There they are. The breastplate of righteousness. The, your feet fitted with the, the readiness, with the gospel of peace, right? With the shield of faith, with the helmet of salvation, with the sword of the spirit. And all of these things, we said, all of these things God has given us the power is in them, okay? It's in what God has given us. It's not in us. It's in what God has provided for us. That's when we put on this armor of God. It allows us then to do the most important thing, and that is, we find that in, in that passage, and that is pray. Be able to pray, right? Because in prayer, we come back into the presence of God. And prayer is where we need to be and stay and live and move in that 
we don't want to go anywhere in this world right without the Lord. Right? And, and, and that attitude of prayer, not, not, not now I lay me down to sleep stuff, but, but the attitude of prayer that when I wake up in the morning, I'm inviting God to walk with me and stay with me and help me stay with him. And as long as I am moving in this world in his presence, then he protects me. That armor is there for me to protect me, to stay right there in his presence. That's what the armor is for, to help us stay in the presence of God. It isn't to go out and do other things. We're going to find out next week that the battle belongs to the Lord, right? The battle belongs to the Lord. It's not your battle to fight. Your battle to fight is to stay in the presence of God. That's what we, we, we do. That's why we sing these songs. That's why we try to, to create an atmosphere where you can do that. We're not just here to sing some songs, hear a sermon, and go home. That's not what we're here for. We are here so that you can hear from God. We want to spend time right now in his word, and we want to worship him with songs that, that get our mind and our heart moving toward him. We want to stay in the presence of God, not just in this gathering, but in our life each day. So this is just a, a, like a refresher as we go out into the world and we continue to live just like this, right, in the presence of God. Right? And, and, and things find their place, right? Our priorities find their place. The things that once made us you know, freak out don't make us freak out because we realize they're no big deal. Right? What is a big deal is that we've got this armor on and we're fighting to stay in the presence of God. And so you might say that our battle to, is to fight for the right to do what? Fight for the right to? Come on, somebody knows it. Who said it? To partay. Yeah, to party. We fight for the right to party, right? Party in the presence of God. Don't look at me like I'm weird. <laughs> I know nobody said it like that before to you, but that is what we're doing. If the celebration isn't in the Lord, I don't, where is it then? Right? Where is it? At a bar? At a nightclub? Is that where the celebration is? The woo-hoo? No, that's where death is celebration the party is in the lord and when we're living in the presence of the lord we have the right to party in his presence all the time he puts this this joy in our life that overcomes the world nothing can separate us from that right he is so powerful and so good and, and we just want to live in his presence I mean, that's what we want to do. I hope that's what you want to do in your heart is that you just want to live in the presence of god yes you have things to do you got a schedule to keep. You have kids to care for. Right? We, have, we do have things to do, but we're going to do them in the presence of God. When I started this series a few weeks ago, we said that there's two major things about this passage in Ephesians and this idea of this means war. The first thing is this, that in the armor, God provides everything we need for our protection. He gives us what we need to be protected to stay in his presence. Amen to that? Amen? And he does. If you will put on the armor, if you will fight to stay right there in his presence, he will protect you. You get outside of that and you're in trouble. Right? You take your mind off of that and him and you fall into trouble. The second thing this passage and we're going to talk about today is that God also tells us where the attacks are coming from. 
he not only gives us the armor to protect us, but then he warns us and he teaches us where the attacks are coming from. And whether you're a young person or this church or the leadership or anyone who dares to call on God and seriously follow him, Satan will attack. He is coming after you. The attacks are coming. The attacks are coming, right? And there's two kinds of people, two kinds of Christians, right? There's the walkers and there's the talkers, right? We all know what that's like. We got people who talk the talk, but when they leave here or they go out into the world, they do what the world does, the talkers. We talk the Christian talk, but we don't walk the walk. And then there's those who, who are all in. They realize that all of my life and all of my hope is in him. And I'm not going to live for a minute outside of his presence, Right? And I'm going to fight, even if I don't get it right all the time, or I, I slip up, or I mess up. I'm going to fight to come back. I'm going to keep fighting to stay in his presence, right? There's the walkers, and there's the talkers, and the, goal, the devil's goal is to turn walkers into talkers only. That's what the devil wants to do. You may have been walking with the Lord real close at one point in your life, and now you've just turned into a talker. I don't know, maybe that's you today. Maybe you have wandered away from him. The world has sucked you into its current. And you talk it. And you go. But you're not living it. Today I hope that will change. The armor of God is there to protect you as you follow Jesus. Isn't that good? That's why he gives it to us. So we can come back. We can come back, get the armor back on, and we can follow Christ the way that Jesus wants us to follow him. I want to attack two other questions that, that are about this passage that we're going to dig into right now. Question number, no, number one, where are the attacks coming from? Okay, Where are the attacks coming from? And question number two, what do we do with the attacks? And I got good news for you. This passage and uh, passages Corinthians is going to help us understand that we have the victory if we stay in the armor in the presence of God. The victory is ours. So here we go. Where are the attacks coming from? They are coming, right? They are coming. We, we got to uh, face the fact that they are coming, and you, you know that, right? Anyone in here experience the attacks of evil in this world? Raise your hand. So I know we're all on the same page, okay? We, we are all under attack, right? If you dare say, I'm a Christian, you have just put a target on your back. The devil is after you. He's not after those that are already talkers and not walkers. He's after those who are walking the walk and talking the talk and living for Christ, who are all in, who are fighting to stay into the presence of God. That's the attack, and they are coming, and you have noticed. So Ephesians chapter 6, check this out. Look what, look what Paul says, verse 10. He says this, Finally, be strong, where? In the Lord. How important is that? Not just be strong knowing the Lord because you went to Sunday school and you know the Lord. Be strong living in the presence of the Lord. There's a big difference between living in the presence of the Lord and just knowing the Lord. Lots of people know the Lord but aren't living in the Lord. The devil is included in that group. Right? He knows more than you know. He trembles at the truth of Christ, but he isn't obedient to it. Paul says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his what? His mighty power. 
He says, verse 11, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. There it is. Where are the attacks coming from? The devil. The devil. Just let's just call it what it is. They are coming from the devil. Now, they may come in different forms and shapes and pleasures and plots and plans, but they are coming from the devil. They might be masqueraded or, 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 or a camouflaged in something sweet and lovely, but they are coming from the devil. See, it's against, see the word against? Paul says, so that you can take your stand, where are the, where are the attacks coming from? Against the devil's scheme, his plans to pull you down. That's what the devil wants to do, right? He has plans and he knows your weak points and he knows he's not afraid to hit below the belt and he is going after you wherever you're going to be the weakest and he is going to try to take you down. Paul tells us, not only do we have the armor to stay in the presence of God, but he also tells us, here's where the attacks are coming from. They're coming from the devil. Verse 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, right? It's not against Drugs, sex, and rock and roll. That is not where the attacks are coming from. Those are just the tools that the devil uses right, to entice you, to pull us away. The, the physical things that our eyes see and our ears hear and, our, and we taste with our senses, our physical uh, things that we have in our makeup that the devil uses to lure us away. They are not where the attack is coming from. They are just tools that he uses to attack you. But be sure of this, the attack is coming from the evil one, from the devil. So what? Your struggles and my struggles, right? The things that that pull us in, a, in the wrong direction or the things that just get our attention for that second look or just begin to lure us away. They're, they're physical things, be sure of that, but they're not our battle. The battle is much, much deeper than that. Look what he says. It's not against flesh and blood, but where? It's coming from the rulers. It's against, against the authorities. It's against the powers of darkness right, in this world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. All of a sudden, this, the attacks are coming from a much deeper place than you will ever know, right? That's where the attacks are coming. When you think about how you're lured away, or when you think about things that come up against you that, that cause you to do those things that you don't want to do, Right? The things you say that you wish you could take back. The way you treat someone when you, you, you later go, why did I do that? You know, all those attacks are coming from a very deep and spiritual place. From heavenly realms, right? From rulers and authorities and, and powers in a dark world. Spiritual forces in a heavenly realm. Right? That's where the attacks are coming from. Deep, deep within. James said in chapter 1, he said, Each of you is tempted when you are dragged away by your own evil desires and enticed. See, the devil knows how to do that really well, doesn't he? He knows exactly what buttons to push to get your attention. 
but the button is physical. The button is surface. He's using physical things to, to draw you in for a much deeper attack. Right? James goes on to say, after desire is conceived, you, you, you think it, you see it, you sense it. After it's conceived, he says, it gives birth to sin. You then do it. You follow your instinct. You follow the surface temptation and you follow it to sin. And when sin is birthed, it gives birth to death. That's where the devil's leading you, to death, right? Surface down to death. That's where he's taking you, right? See, we are up against, we are up against unseen forces, and I've got good news for you, and I've got bad news for you, and you all know this. You can't win without God. And, and too many of us think we can. We're macho, right? Macho, macho man, right? We're, we're whatever, Rambo, right? And we think we can take this. We don't need any help. I got this, right? That's how we've been raised, that John Wayne kind of attitude. Right? Got my gun. <laughs> it's not physical. The battle is spiritual. You don't even see it. You can't even begin to think where it's coming from because it's coming from such deep darkness that you will not win against this battle outside of God. You are, you are doomed without God. And we need to first understand that if we're going to even begin to fight it. Because the attacks are coming from all different directions. You don't even see where they're coming from, but God does. And when we stay in the armor of God, we have the power to conquer. Because it's him doing it. The battle is the Lord's. Right? Where are the attacks coming from? They're coming from the devil. What do we do with the attacks? Somebody ask, what do we do with the attacks? <laughs> Thank you for asking. All right. Well, that all depends. I'm glad you asked. That all depends, right? That depends on what we do with the armor of God. It depends on what we do with the attack and what we're looking at. Some people, some people just cave into these attacks, right? They come up against you and you just give in. Don't raise your hand, but probably all of us could throw our hands up and say, I am guilty of giving in sometimes. Don't do it. Put your hand up. God knows your heart, right? Sometimes we crumble. We just crumble at the pressure because we have, come, we have wandered outside the, the, the presence of God and we are vulnerable and the devil is going to pounce on us there. And we crumble, sometimes we run, but what God wants us to do is take our stand. Take our stand, right? In the presence of God, we take our stand. So what do we do? Check this out. Check this out. This is so good. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 with me. Paul to the Corinthians shares some important insight that fits perfectly with this battle, this spiritual warfare that we are engaged in. Okay? I hope, I hope you realize that you are in a battle. And I hope that we will realize that this battle is way bigger than we are, in and of ourselves. And that the only hope we have, the only victory we have, is if God lets us come into his presence, and he does. He invites us in. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, look at verse 3. Paul says this, For though we live in the world, look what he says, in total agreement with what he said to the Ephesians, he says, We do not wage war 
as the world does, right? It's, it's not a worldly or an earthly warfare that we're engaged in. It doesn't involve guns and tanks and bullets. This is a much, much deeper war. He says in verse 4, the weapons that we fight with, are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have, look at the word there, divine power. You are not divine. I am not divine. He is divine. You know the rest of it. We are the branches, right? He has the divine power. He has the divine power. They, notice the word they there. They that he's talking about is the weapons that God has provided for us, right? The armor of God that we live in, that we put on, that truth around us, the breastplate, the feet ready, the helmet of salvation, the knowledge of who he is, and the sword of the spirit that we live in and we stay in and we fight in to stay in the presence of God. He says they, those things, have divine power to do this. What do we do with these attacks? He says, demolish strongholds. That's what God does in you when he's surrounding you and you're living in the world and the attacks come. He demolishes strongholds, right? They is the armor of God. They is the power, not us. It isn't in us. It's all about staying in the presence of God. It's his power that destroys, that demolishes strongholds, right, that come against you. And what's a stronghold? It's authorities. It's the rulers of darkness in this world of evil waging war against you, against your mind for control, against your heart, against your soul for your eternal life. The devil is out to destroy you. And he will if you live outside the presence of God. And the only way you stay in the presence of God is you put on the armor and you fight to stay right there because we can be doing a lot of good things in the world. But if we're doing them outside the presence of God, it means nothing. Nothing. It doesn't matter where you live or where you are or who you're, who you're trying to minister to or what grade you're in or what school you go to. If you're living outside the power of God, what you're doing is meaningless. It'll all be destroyed in the end. These strongholds, God demolishes. Notice the next couple verses. Notice the three we's, okay? That was a they. They is the armor of God, the power of God, the divine power of God is the power that will, divide, that will demolish the strongholds. But notice verse 5, he says, we, we as God's people, we demolish, and get these things, we demolish arguments. And every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Right? He, divines, he, he destroys and demolishes the divine powers that are up against us. But we work together with him in his presence. And we have to take control and responsibility of our thoughts. Of what we're doing, what we're thinking, what we're reading, what we're watching, what we're putting into here. We have a responsibility, and he says, we demolish arguments, those inner struggles that we have for right and wrong and truth and lies, and am I going to cheat or am I going to lie? Am I going to do things God's way or am I not? Those are your thoughts, 
You have the power through God to to take hold of those, to demolish those arguments that wage war inside your mind. Every pretension, right? Every assertion, every assumption that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, the truth of God in your life. You know what the truth is and you get to decide if you're going to live it or not. You're going to be a walker or a talker. Right? That's what we decide as we live each day. God allows us to engage in the battle with him as we fight to stay in the presence of God. Look what he says next. says, we take captive every thought. Don't you love that verse? We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Who takes, who takes control? Right? Who takes captive? You do. You do. We do. He allows us, through his armor, to take captive even our thoughts, what we're thinking. That's why we want to feed ourselves good things, right? That's why we want to be focused on good things. We want to set our mind on things above. Right? We, want to, we want to flood our heart and our mind and our soul and our life with things that are whole and true and pure and right and good. And when you start filling your mind with other things, you cloud your thinking. And it's very difficult then to to make the right choices. It's very difficult to take captive your thoughts when you have allowed evil to rule in your head. The only way it's going to happen is by filling your mind with Christ. And we take those thoughts, we make them obedient to Christ. Verse 6, he says, and we will, we, this is the third we, we demolish, we take captive. Look what he says, verse 6, we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience in me. I'm responsible for me. My will, my will decides what I will or will not do. I decide. Right? I either give in to God or I give in to pleasure. I either give in to what's right or I give in to something else. I make the decisions and I will never, I will never fight the powers of darkness in this world outside the presence of God. I will get destroyed. I will be demolished. We have that responsibility, right, to use every ounce of our human will to line up with Jesus, right? That's what we do. We use every ounce of our human will and everything that we're doing in our lives to line up with Christ. There's this rule, right? This is 99 to 1 rule. And this is the truth of this here. The 99 to 1 rule. Here it is. Get it. God doesn't need us to win. God does not need me for the victory. We totally need him for the victory. Amen to that? I mean, I'm not going to win this thing. God isn't going to be like, it's all you, John. <laughs> and good luck. I need him. He doesn't need me. See, the 99-1 rule goes like this. We don't get to claim the victory unless we give 100% of these two things. One, fighting with all my might to stay in the presence of God, and that equals one, the 1%. And then trusting in him and his power to demolish everything around me, that's the other 99%. So he gives the 99, I give one, and my one is solely geared at just staying with him, just hanging on to him, to staying in the presence of our God. That's all I need to do is just stay in his presence. He'll do the rest. He'll show me what he needs me to do. And I'll know what he needs me to do. He's given us all the protection that we need. He's given us all the protection we need. The armor 
on you will do the work, right? God's presence surrounding your life, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you are going through. Whether you're fighting battles on the mission field, or you're fighting battles in your home, or you're fighting battles at work, or at school, or wherever you are, wherever the battles are coming from, wherever the attacks are coming from, know this, they are much deeper than they look. And the only hope you have is by staying in the presence of God, right? Trusting him 99%. And you doing your 1% to just stay right there. You do that and you're doing all you can. God has given us the insight as to what we are up against. And what we're up against is the schemes of the devil. Be assured of that. He is plotting, he is planning, and he's throwing pleasures at your life to lure you away, to pull you away. Trust him completely. And fight to stay in the presence of God. Amen.